1: blessings to you and welcome to Right On Radio. I as you can see and you will soonly hear when you're if you're listening on Podbean, I have a very special guest who is stepping in for Jessie who is traveling and we thank the Lord that she has been safe uh in her travels and it sounds like she is having a really really great time in doing so. Without further ado, let me welcome my co-host for this morning, you know her from Singapore Prayer Celebration. You know her as one of the teachers on our program on a Saturday night two weeks ago. And it is, of course, Beulah, who also goes by Watching Wall on Telegram. Beulah, welcome back to Right On Radio.
2: Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me here, Jeff.
1: Uh, well, it's it's really, truly my honor. And I'm glad you came up at the last minute. Of course, I'm supposed to be taking a week off, but I I took a Tuesday night off instead. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and, and by the way, Jesse's words were effective. Jesse, if you're listening, you told a whole bunch of people to harass me for not taking time off because you knew I wouldn't. <laughs> and they have. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you kindly for that. Uh, but look, it, you know what, I had some plans this week to do some projects and uh, some emergencies happened at the very beginning of the week and it just wasn't uh, possible to get into it so may as well keep working and here we are but this is not work today, this is joy because we are reading the word of God and I have repeatedly say Beulah that this is my favorite show of the week.
2: Amen. It is mine too, yeah. hearing the word of God is always a place of joy.
1: It is. And, you know, in so many other programs, we cover some negative stuff. We uh, disclose the plans of the enemy and and things like that. But really what's important is that we focus on God's word and that helps us to interpret. And it also, uh, you know, really gives us the strength to carry on and go through things. And, And even though some of God's word, as you're about to find out, is not always Uh, the happy and joyful message but yet joy comes in the end and uh, I think that this is gonna be uh, really really incredible so I'm just gonna say a prayer before we start and then uh, I'll give a little intro and then I'll ask Beulah to start the reading uh, for the day so Heavenly Father we give you Uh, praise, Father, that first of all, that you are the God most high. There is none like you. The enemy doesn't even compare. Uh, He's not even worthy uh, to be your footstool, Father God. But so be it. If he's under your heel, then we praise you for taking that position. But Father, no one can take the position of you. No one can stand in your midst even, Father, without your glory being upon them. No one can stand before you. Uh, Father God, but we thank you that you are an intimate God. You're a personal God. You're a God who comes and wants to dwell with us in our homes, in our bodies. Uh, Lord, even though they're fallen, your spirit inside of us is perfected because it is truly God. And we thank you for Jesus Christ who died on the cross to create the new God, man, creature, uh, or person, Father, father so that we can be with you for all of eternity we give you thanks for the privilege of this broadcast father we give you thanks that you entrust us with the reading of your word and with bringing glory to your name and serving you and extending your kingdom. And Father, we pray that you give us more. We pray that we are found worthy in your eyes. We are good stewards of this uh, privilege that you've given us, Father, and that you expand our tent. We pray that you will use us as your servants to extend your kingdom here on earth. Father, we pray to take back the land that has been taken by these demonically driven
0: uh, people
1: in power, God. We are taking it back. We have decided, Father. We've decided that we are going in you, Father. in Yes, Lord. And, Father, this stuff, we realize that you have a plan, God. All this is by your permission. And we don't see the full picture, God, but we do trust Mm -hmm. you, and we trust you, and everything's right to our very lives, Father. I yes. pray that over every single one, right to the very end, Father, that we are faithful and true, and you will say, "Good servant, you have run your course." Praise God. Ah, oh, woo! All right.
2: Yeah, that's good. That's something, right?
1: <laughs> I, I get choked up with you know. Uh, it, it's funny, Beulah, on a podcast. Uh, I guess it was about a week ago. Uh, someone had asked me what my favorite verse is, and I'm completely stumped, because just like if you saw Eric's sermon last night. And by the way, Eric, you really have a gift for teaching, and your pastoral heart really comes bodily, out. Totally, yes. Great message. Um, really blown away by it. But you know, he he said something that I really relate to, and he goes, "Okay, so last time I said this was my favorite miracle, but this is my favorite miracle." <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and, and it's true. Every time you read something else, it's like, oh, that—that's got to be the best one. So I just really stand firm on uh, the red letters are my favorite, and then Paul mm-hmm. is my second favorite. <laughs> you know, it's like mm-hmm. it's a pretty broad brush. Uh, actually, I, Paul and John are uh, are tied because John the Revelator obviously uh, has been incredible uh, as well. So <laughs> they're, what's yeah. your favorite? Bible sometimes
2: passage. it's hard yeah sometimes it's hard to pick a favorite because you know the word of god is so expensive expensive yeah it's hard to pick one because different words relate to different times
1: yeah and, and um, we're in different emotional states and yeah different things yeah. And, uh, yeah but but i do say the red letters in particular although like i love the book of acts I, you know it's like but the red letters just because i picture This is God standing on earth, talking to us. And his words are so perfect. Every time, you know, they try to trap him and he's like, you fools. (laughs) You know? He he just says one liner back and they're they're like, okay, all these years (laughs) of preparation didn't kind of work for this, right? So,
2: uh, And I love it that you can see the humanity of our Lord in in his words. Yeah. Because he spoke as the son of man. He spoke like us.
1: Well, he, he felt things, you know. If listen, if he stubbed his toe on a table, he was gonna go ouch.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? Uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, so he was human and he he felt everything we did. He he was tempted by everything we've been tempted to. Uh he just happened to pass those tests where you and I quite often don't.
2: So this is like when when someone says that well it's easy for Jesus to do the, what he did on earth because he's the Son of God. Uh huh. He is the Son of Man while well, he was here.
1: So. Yeah, and, and by the way, the cross was not easy.
2: Oh, oh, absolutely. I, I don't think we can even imagine.
1: I, I don't most, think I
2: can even imagine the extent of that.
1: It was the most horrific thing that uh, the way that he could think of doing something. The flogging and you know just making him carry that cross. Uh, you know, after being flogged and having a skin ripped off, and you know, we can't imagine. Uh, honestly, uh, we can't imagine the pain.
2: But it is his love that helped him there. Everything. And that's was why, why I say.
1: Uh, that's why I say I pray that we have that strength of him being inside of us that we may endure <laughs> to the end as well. And boy, do we need strength right now, Beulah. <laughs> oh
2: yes, we do.
1: And and so, you know, it's, when we go into this chapter of Acts, God's word is relevant all the time. And I see so much of this chapter and people are going to say, well, that's a stretch of what's happening today. And I'm thinking particularly through the, uh, through the lens of being in Canada and being in Ottawa area. Mm. And I think you'll see what I say as I just kind of relate this to uh, some news that's going on. But uh, just as we start the read of the word, it's almost like the very end of Acts 4 should have been in Acts 5. I don't know why it wasn't. But, and the word but is going to be very important here, I do want to read verse 36 and 37 of where we left off. In Acts 4, because it's relevant to this chapter. So it says, Now Joseph, a Levite of Cyprian birth, who was also called Barnabas by the apostles, which translated means son of encouragement, owned a tract of land. So he sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. So he sold his land and he's Like, hey, I'm giving to the cause, we're going to, I'm putting everything in, I'm going all in on this, and um, that's a righteous thing to do, as you can see here. And again, I I don't want to reiterate, it isn't the early forms of a a Marxist revolution, that's not what the church is about. So, Beulah, I'm going to ask you to uh, take over in acts five please uh, and by the right. way which which version are you reading from People. i'm using you
2: them. new king james
1: the new king james excellent yeah, and i'm using the american standard
2: well it will work though. it will work either ways yes so, let's begin acts five chapter one but a certain man named ananias with Sapphira his wife sold a possession and he kept back part of the proceeds his wife also being aware of it and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart, and you have lied not to men but to God? Then Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and breathed his last. So a great fear came upon all those who heard these things. And the young man arose and wrapped him up, carried him out, and buried him. Now, it was about three hours later when his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. And Peter answered her, Tell me whether you sold the land for so much? And she said, Yeah, for so much. Then Peter said to her, How is it that you have agreed together to test the Holy Spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. Then immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. And the young man came in and found her dead, and carrying her out, buried her by her husband. So great fear came upon all the church and upon all who heard these things. And through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. Yet none of the rats did join them, but the people esteemed them highly. And believers were increasingly added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women, so that they brought the sick out into the streets and laid them on beds and crutches, that at least the The shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them. Also, a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem, bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all healed.
1: But the high priest stood up along with his associates, that is the sect of the Sadducees, and they were filled with jealousy, they laid hands on the apostles and put them in a public prison. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the gates of the prison and leading them out, he said, Go stand and speak to the people in the temple area. The whole message of his life. Upon hearing this, they entered the temple area about daybreak and began to preach. Now when the high priest and his associates came They called the council together, that is, all the senate of the sons of Israel, and they sent orders to the prison for them to be brought. But the officers who came did not find them in prison, and they returned and reported, saying, We found the prison locked quite securely, and the guards standing at the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside. Now the captain of the temple guard and the chief of priests heard these words, they were greatly perplexed about them as to what would come of this. But when someone came and reported to them, the men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple area and teaching the people. Then the captain went along with the officers and proceeded to bring them back without violence, for they were afraid of the people that they might be stoned. When they had brought them... They had them stand before the council. The high priest interrogated them, saying, We gave you strict orders not to continue teaching in this name, and yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. But Peter and the apostles answered, We must obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you put to death by hanging on a cross. He is the one whom God exalted to his right hand as a prince and a savior to grant repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. But when they heard this, they became infuriated and nearly decided to execute them. But a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law, respected by all people, stood up in council and gave orders to put the men outside for a short time. And he said to them, men of Israel, be careful as to what you are about to do with these men. For some time ago, Thutis appeared claiming to be someone and a group. Of about 400 men joined them, but he was killed, and all who followed him were dispersed and came to nothing. And after this man, Judas of Galilee, appeared in the days of census and drew away some people after him. He also perished, and all those who followed him were scattered. And so in the present case, I say to you, stay away from these men and leave them alone, for if the source of this plan or movement is men it will be overthrown but if the source is god you will not be able to overthrow them or else you may even be found fighting against god they followed his avoid- advice and after calling the apostles in they flogged them and ordered them not to speak in the name of jesus and they released them so they went on their way from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they had been considered worthy to suffer shame for his name. And every day in the temple and from the house to house, they did not stop teaching and preaching the good news of Jesus as the Christ. And
2: <laughs> pretty awesome.
1: This is a wild ride. I've got to tell you. It
2: is. It is. <laughs> wow taken
1: aback by what's
0: happened here too okay
1: so nice. let's uh let's just go back and, and preface from uh from Barabbas bringing his offering selling everything giving 100 percent to the church and, and by the way I'm going to ask permission to take a little bit of a Liberty with this uh with this chapter and just tell you what I think I see from this. And uh, if, if if you disagree, that's, that's okay. I I don't know that I'm right in saying this, but then we have Anias and Sapphira come in and the way, and by the way, the very first uh, word in chapter five is, but so it's really Mm -hmm. joining it to the previous story. Yes, it is. And they enter in and they kept back some of the proceeds for himself and and they were in on it together, as you heard. So what I think is happening here, Beulah, is, you know, Brabus did this and, you know, probably, you know, all the people in there saw that he had done this great thing. Hey, listen, I got some land. I'm not using it. I'm going to be following this movement, so I'm just going to get rid of that, and I'm going to contribute and go all in and uh, follow along with the uh, the building of the church. And so I kind of suspect, uh, and Peter gives a clue towards it, that Ananias and Sapphira saw this and saw, well, look at all the people in the church. They noticed these people, and, uh, and Barnabas is held up high now. You know, here's a guy sacrificing... So let's do the same and get the recognition. You know it's like the Pharisees who always wanted to be seen on the corner giving to the poor and Jesus would say to them well you've already got your reward. D- can you can you do you think that might have been in their hearts spuler?
2: It could be because it's pretty tempting I mean to be honest uh, to be in the position where they are recognized by men and but uh, I don't know what could be in their mind, but obviously, I mean, they are tempted pretty much. So it's really succumbing to temptation that the enemy has laid across to them. But what um what really stood out for me to this story is when Peter addressed and said, Why have you allowed Satan to fill your heart? Yeah, it is a heart issue. And um so it's, it, it's like anything that comes across our mind, if we allow it to linger in the head, it will sink down to the heart. And once it builds a nest in your heart, it, that's where it bears fruit. And it
1: well, and I would say even the inverse of that is true. Uh, I often say this because it's a really important lesson that I've learned from studying God's word is the mind will justify the desires of your heart. Mm-hmm. and justify is really to make excuses right yeah. um so what what part of the reason why I say it is exactly what you brought out uh when he said satan has filled your heart to lie to the holy spirit and so why is this important so first of all you got to look at the alternative uh they two alternatives they could have just sold that piece of land and given a hundred percent just as the previous guy did
0: mm-hmm
1: Or they could have sold it and came in in front of the apostles and say, listen, I sold it for this much, but, you know, we got some bills and I want to make sure my kids are taken care of. So I've kept back a portion, but I'm giving you this. Mm -hmm. And I think think the apostles and that, that would have been fine because it would have been honest before God.
2: Had been truthful if that was this, I mean, that was what he did and he had been truthful about
1: it. Sure. I I think, I think he would have uh, lived to see another day if he had done that. My, my thought is on that. But here's why I think this was so serious. This is the very beginning of the church. And when people are giving all this money and they're selling stuff to contribute for this and to put it before God, you know, let's say they had a, and I'm just going to use in today's vernacular, $1,000 now is in the kitty, okay? But they said they were giving $1,000, but they only gave 700 So mm-hmm. later on, if there's an accounting, there would be suspicion on the apostles who were controlling the money. Hey, 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 who's skimming off the top here? Right? And that could have very much damaged... The You know, because, listen, Satan is looking for any way to destroy this. And I really think that that's kind of what was happening behind the scenes here.
2: And I'm also reminded that um, before this chapter was when, in chapter 4, was when the people experienced the manifestation of God's power and the Holy Spirit. So yes. there, there is a There is a glory of God that is in the midst of the people. And when God's presence is there, it's holy. And so when something unrighteous, something sinful is done in the presence of a holy God, there is an outcome to that. And I believe in this case it was that because the glory of God was so strong upon them. It's just like they are the walking... Ark of the covenant, so to speak. You know, they carry the glory yes. with them in their midst. So when you touch what is holy, there is a consequence.
1: Well, even even you know later on, as it says, you know, they wanted to, anyone wanted to stand in Peter's shadow that they may uh-huh. be healed. So the presence of God is here, and and he says, "Why did you lie to the Holy Spirit?" And then later on says, "Lied to God," uh, which mm-hmm. are which are one and the same, obviously. And so what's interesting also is what you just said, because uh, there was the, the first miracle of the leaping leper, right? And then,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then you know, they, they got together and the whole place shook. And so what we're about to see here is God's third miracle in the book of Acts.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I heard someone say this a while ago, and it, and it's so true, uh, about this particular story. So I'm, this isn't, you know, this is, I'm taking someone else's words, but I thought it was such an interesting interpretation. Uh, you know, we often say, Beulah, you know, and, and I've said it on the program a thousand times, we're coming into this place of a rebirth of the church and the Acts church. And man, we want to see those miracles like in the Axe church. Well, just remember what we're about to see is one of those miracles.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs>
2: <So> <laughs> yes. Be
1: very careful what you ask for.
2: Yep.
1: And absolutely.
2: No, yeah, no denying to that.
1: And and you do have to be careful what you ask for. I, I, I tell a personal story once that uh, you know, I actually prayed for patience, and that's one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, you know. Okay. And It After about two years of misery, Beulah, I realized, and I was filled with joy because I had realized that God had answered my prayer. Hmm. And patience, when you pray for it, just be careful. (laughs) I don't advise it. It actually means long suffering. So (laughs) I suffered for two years long because of that prayer. Just
2: saying. Wow. In God's timing, it's not ours, it's his.
1: That's right. And, so yeah. when we pray for the, uh, you know, that that spirit, the Holy Spirit to manifest the way it did in Acts, look what happens here, <laughs> you know. Uh, third miracle, why did you lie? Um, well, um, okay, you're going to die. Bang. And he dies. Mm-hmm.
0: Unfortunately. You
1: know, just like that just like that. You conceived it deep in your heart. You have not lied to men, but as the God, and as he heard these words, Ananias collapsed and died, and great fear came over all who heard about it. Now, when God manifests, he always says, hey, don't fear. you know, Or when he sends his angels, hey, don't be afraid. But here, they're fearful because, quite honestly, God tells us not to fear anything except for him and we should be fearful of god
2: i think it is it is more of in this case it is a the fear of the lord the reverence the awe the fear because he manifests himself in such a a way so is the the awe and the reverence that huh don't mess around with the holy god you know and But for us who walk with him, the fear of the Lord is not the terror of the Lord, it is the love. Because when when in the place of love, you don't want to hurt the other person. You don't want to hurt the one that you love. And and it is when we are in love with him and we walk in love with him, there is it comes along in that love, it comes that reverence and the awe of worshipful. Yeah. And
1: that comes with the presence of the Lord. Look at it. Look, God can squash you like a bug, you know, mm-hmm. that's not his desire. He's a loving father, but also a, a parent who loves their child reproves them. And, you know, as I walk, you know, look, I'm still a sinner. I, I readily admit it and I'll be a sinner till the day I die. I pray that I, I sin less every day. Mm-hmm and and quite honestly the holy spirit in me has been honoring that and you know bit by bit our lives are dismantled and renewed uh, some people it's faster some people it's slower but honestly it's it's my fear of the lord is what drives me and it's more fear of disappointing the lord than being squashed like a bug
0: mm-hmm. because that comes from he really love. loves
1: me i love him
2: right. That's right. And anyone could actually start a day by, you know, if they are in a position that they do not want to do anything that will cause grief or hurt the Lord, they could start the day by saying like, you know, God, thank you for this day. And I ask that you fill me with your grace, the grace to walk pleasing to your side. And he will help us in that way because he walks with us to overcome our flesh. So it's not something that we struggle on our own. The grace is always there to help us whatsoever thing, you know, so we could start the day and say, God, I want a desire to please you, but my will is there by my flesh. I cannot overcome my flesh. So Lord, I ask for your grace to help me. And then it takes you step by step, step, day by day.
1: So, as we see here, the the Lord kind of really detested this thing of giving a portion. And as Mm -hmm. as I want to relate this to uh, current times, have you ever considered that maybe a politician who promises all kinds of money to go here skims off a little for themselves and doesn't say anything? Just saying the Lord detests Mm -hmm. it. And although it looks bad for us right now, Justice is coming.
2: It is. It is. It is. They better believe it. Yeah, Absolutely.
1: that's right. <laughs> and they, they better believe it. It's And it is going to be so profound. You know, a lot of people have been saying, look, it's going to be a Red Sea moment. And uh, if you think about, about what a Red Sea moment is, they're surrounded by armies. They're way outgunned. You know, uh, they're about to be annihilated. And then God flips the script and does this incredible thing. And look, it's the same God yesterday as today. It's the same it God. That's
0: right. And,
1: and uh, he hasn't done something really big for the whole world to see in a long time that mm-hmm. I know of. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, really big. They, they, that No one can deny it. And uh, I think he's going to. And I pray yes. it's this year. I pray it's this year.
2: And it's also when you know when when God told Moses to lead the people into the Red Sea. But the sea is not for the children of Israel. The sea is for the army of Egypt. Mm. Lure them into the sea and lure them right in the middle of the sea so that they they, they cannot escape, they cannot turn back. When they are smacked right there, that's where God closed everything up. So what an even,
1: interesting perspective that it yes, wasn't I'm, for the children of Israel, it was for Egypt.
2: Yeah, that's right. I mean, God could have led them to the promised land via any any route, right? Any other way. But why yeah,
1: you could have picked them that? up and put why them on the that? other side.
2: Exactly. Why that it is because the sea is for the Egyptian. People. So all this great chaos mess, God has a plan, He has a way. He has foreseen, and he has walked through that way. And like the Red Sea, if we equate this to the Red Sea, it is for the great Egyptian army.
1: Wow. Wow. Thank you for that. That is incredible. Well, All right. God,
2: God yeah, he, he doesn't change, so it's still nope. the same way. He's He still works in the same way.
1: Yeah. He, he didn't, he hasn't changed his mind over the few years, you know, eh, maybe I got it wrong a couple thousand years ago and I'm going to change my ways. You know? No, mm-hmm. I, no, he doesn't. He doesn't. And yeah, uh, it, it's, well, I won't get into it, but I had an amazing conversation with Cisco last night, uh, right after huh. the prayer uh, meeting, she called and uh, man, the depth of her uh, in the word as well just blows my mind just like you do. Um, so r- are you ready for miracle number four? <laughs>
2: right on, right on, right on. <laughs> Here, let's
0: right
1: on, right, right on, on, right on.
2: Miracle number four. <laughs>
1: now <laughs> at, a, at an interval of about three hours past, his wife came in not knowing what had happened. And Peter responded to her, tell me whether you sold the land for this price. And she said, yes, that price. Then Peter said to her, why is it that you have agreed together to put the spirit of the Lord to the test? Behold, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they are going to carry you out as well. And immediately she collapsed at his feet, died, and the young men went and came and gave her to the dead, and they carried her outside, buried her behind beside her husband, and great fear came over the whole church and over all who heard these things. So miracle number three and number four in the book of Acts, are killing people who are giving to God.
2: <laughs> I wouldn't say it that way.
1: <laughs> I, 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 prove me wrong.
2: God <laughs> killed them. He took them out. He took well, life he, away from them. Yes, he did. Uh, but that—that that is because they, they deliberately and knowingly made their choice, to choose to hang on to that place of sin.
1: but you know what and again i'm just going to ask for a little bit of liberty here because no one knows for sure but i believe these people loved god and they didn't know when they did this that their names would be written in his word to last forever they didn't know these things but they did sell land and wanted to give to help out and they were probably really good people they made a bad choice.
2: Yes, they did.
1: I don't think they went to hell. No. I think of it. So this is already in the new covenant. Jesus already died at the cross, and they wouldn't go and sell land and stuff like that if they did not believe in Jesus. They didn't. They no one would sell their land and give probably most of it. Uh, because they wanted to trick them. It, it just wouldn't happen. They they actually loved Jesus and believed in Jesus. And I think the Lord did this to show his power. But also, I think, you know, to be absent with the body is to be with the Lord. And I think mm-hmm. that they actually were with the Lord, just like that. Oh. I, I, I see nothing that would uh, contradict that thought. It doesn't say, you know, uh, the devil put something in your heart, so you're going to be banished to hell. Doesn't say that. Oh yeah, not heaven either. But my instinct in this is that they loved God, because why else would they sell their property? They just made a mistake.
2: That's true. Might be right, Jeff. And
1: and God used it as a teachable moment, because fear came over them, and also, again, I, I really feel that this was to protect the integrity of the apostles, because again, if, if they said they gave a thousand, but they really only gave 700, okay, that everyone's going to challenge the apostles. Where, where'd the extra money go? You guys are crooked. You're doing this as a, you're grifters, you know? Yeah,
2: I think so, you might be right.
1: Well, I, listen, uh, it's just something new. Uh, what do you think in the chat? Actually, I should, I should see what people are saying. I got to throw my glasses. <laughs> All right. What do you think? Do you agree or disagree? No, they were imperfect like us all. I was thinking about that too, Jeff. Yeah, thank you, Teresa. Good to see you here, by the way, Teresa. It's always good to see you. All right. So at the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders are taking place among the people. They're all together in Solomon's Portugal, but none of the rest dared to associate with them. So, okay. So picture this. You were in the crowd. You saw these people lie and die Mm -hmm. and you might be thinking you know i I was gonna make an offering but man i'm not going near that right now what what if i even give it all and the lord sees the imperfect impurities in my heart you know as he like people were scared here and what's interesting is so I often say the Lord really divides and multiplies, but he does add and subtract as well. And here he subtracted two, but he added multiples, but he multiplies and brings more and more to them. But yet people are very cautious. Like they're coming in with a reverence for God. They, they just saw two people get eliminated.
2: And they were also in one accord. Yes. Art, one spirit.
1: Yeah. And sometimes drastic measures uh, get drastic results. Yes. That's a. (laughs) Bringing to modern times, maybe I need to do that in our chat channel. (laughs) 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 We got to move in one accord, people. That's all I'm saying.
2: It's important. It's very important.
1: I put a put a pretty strong message in there on Friday night. Look, uh, we can disagree on different things. We can disagree. You can disagree with me on how I'm interpreting this chapter. But man, you don't have to keep disagreeing. You don't have to keep beating up the same argument. If someone is new to the Lord, and you know, we we do bring people to the Lord through this broadcast. If they come and they join us, or if they're just even wanting to seek it and they see infighting amongst us, that, that doesn't show like, I wouldn't, I don't want to hang out with those guys, Mm -hmm. you know? So i just, I petition you to just love one another. We can disagree. God's still on the throne. He's going to figure this stuff out. You can believe someone As a prophet, the other person might have evidence to say he's not a prophet. It doesn't matter. Exactly. It doesn't matter. And then, you know, I got attacked, uh, Beulah, because I recommended that someone watch the clip, uh, and I purposely said, I don't endorse or deny this person, just there's some info in this clip I think you want to see. That's it. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Sorry, I didn't mean to... I don't mean to put every, you in an uncomfortable position. No, it's you, fine. You know. It's
2: fine. It's like every man, every servant is called of the Lord, answers to the Lord. So, and nobody's perfect, and even a called servant can make mistakes because we are all. So, the body of Christ, the body of Christ, we should have an element of grace there. But more important is when we discern by the Holy Spirit in spite of what we see with our physical eyes, we have to check with the Lord. Lord, is this spirit from you? Is this from your Holy Spirit? Is this from you, Lord? If it's from you, show it to me. If it's not from you, show it to me clearly. And then he will find means and ways to show it. It's not just based on what we see in the physical, because what we see in the physical is only up to a limited extent. God sees the heart, just like he saw in the heart of Ananias and Sipuot he wasn't looking at the
1: external, he was looking right at it. that's right and and listen he uh he did something drastic and it really got the attention and just like the uh, the leaping leper in you know the in the previous chapter because Jesus walked by this guy many times mm-hmm. the guy was there for 40 years Jesus walked through that gate many times past them he could have done it but he saved it because he wanted an example and you know, God's ways are God's ways. And he has, his timing is perfect in all of these things. And, 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 you know, it just, it also brings up because I was reading something this morning, someone was saying, why do you put the military analyst on? Uh, surely that's not uh, some of this stuff is not in line with the Bible. Yeah, you're right. It's not. And, and I've, we've told our audience that, but it's useful to hear the information he brings Mm-hmm. and and by the way if if you haven't noticed the softening in his heart um if you've been following along i think there's a real softening in the heart and the lord has great plans for that man and i want to uh, stand by him amen all That's right great.
0: so
1: all right so let's let's go down to uh oh actually this is important uh then peter came by the Uh, let me go back to such an extent. They were carried to the sick out to the streets and laid them on cots and pallets. And when Peter came by, at least his shadow might fall on any of them. And then the people from the cities in the vicinity of Jerusalem were all coming together as well, bringing people who were sick or tormented with unclean spirits. And they were all being healed, all being healed. And I also want to point out, you know, it's not just sick, tormented and unclean spirits. Man, is this ever a rampant problem today. Indeed. So when we talk about taking dominion, taking authority, taking back the land, anointing, these are things we're told to do to combat these things because people are tormented. There's people on medications for, uh, you know, psychosis and PTSD even. Uh, You know, listen, I've never been a soldier who's been in the battle and seen my comrades fall. I'm not saying it's always unclean spirits, but I'm saying sometimes it is. And God wants those people off those medications and wants them to be healed just like these people here around jerusalem
2: yes You can imagine is quite a time that we are in really a great ride
1: it is all right so here here's the uh in my opinion the best part of this chapter is the second half beulah
0: oh
2: <laughs> i don't uh, disagree
1: <laughs> there, there's and and it, it almost, to me, reads like a comedy. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, God's got a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's got the high priest up there with all his associates, and they're filled with jealousy. Why? Because they were the holy ones. They were the respected ones. And here comes this sideshow of these couple apostles who were actually doing miracles. And these guys were just, you know, bringing in the money and well, the Sadducees were the money counters essentially. And then they had the Pharisees, which were more the teachers, but the Sadducees were running the show. And so, you know, listen, you, you've got a show and it's been successful. And all of a sudden some guy comes out of nowhere and they're taking all your audience. Yes. You know, uh, why do we have to pay and go stand up and kneel down and repeat after me Uh, when I can just go over to this guy and he's going to mm-hmm. heal me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. The Sadducees were really sad.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. And
1: they, they were filled with jealousy. So they laid hands on the apostles and put them in a public prison. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened up the gates of the prison, leading them out. He said, go stand and speak to the people in the temple. So they just got thrown in prison for speaking to the people. They get thrown in the prison and God says angels and breaks them out of jail. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just that came up on our prayer last night. And we do pray for Simon, I believe was his name. It was on the phone with us. Yes. Uh, And this is what came to mind. God is the God of the jailbreak, but it's a righteous jailbreak. And, and by, so, you know, they got broken out of jail. Did they go hide? You know, okay, we got to run from the man. No. They went right
2: into the temple. Exactly. Like, like almost immediately. Yeah. This guy's are so cool.
1: <laughs> it's it, I'm telling you, God has is such a good sense of humor. Okay, you get, they're gonna throw you in jail, and I'm gonna just put you right back in front of them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It it kind of reminds me like like, isn't that what Jesse did too when she shared how um she, she didn't want to do certain ritual, and then they were angry, met with her, and they threw her into this, this thing.
1: Into the pit? And,
2: yeah, into the pit. And then and then the Lord delivered her, brought her out, and then she went right back into, into that place where they are. Um, yeah, he and- literally
1: carried her through the walls, right back into the ritual yeah. room, and stood her behind yeah. the, the main ritual dude, whatever yeah, you want exactly. to call him. Yeah,
0: exactly.
2: <laughs> you're
0: right it's, it's amazing Take god yeah. yesterday
1: as today beulah
2: that's right hallelujah
1: so you know the uh the next day you know they're they're wondering what to do about this because obviously the people are with these guys right you know why am i following these when when i can go actually get healed you know uh going to these you know so there's competition and they get the council together and they okay what are we going to do about these guys so let's mm-hmm. send them to prison you know it's the the hard hand of the tyrannical leader notice there was no trial or anything like that they just thrown yeah. in prison kind of sounds like something that's happening today yeah
2: kind of i don't i don't disagree it's kind of that way too
1: and uh so they sent orders to the prison for them to be brought and so obviously the guards go and they say hey you know the guards are at the door the doors are locked everything's good uh but they're not in there
2: Mm -mm -mm. imagine the surprise
1: (laughs) there's a lot of miracles in the book of acts
2: now you see me now you don't
1: (laughs) that's right (laughs) (laughs) They found the prison locked securely and the guards standing at the doors, but when they opened them, no one was inside, but the captain of the temple guard and the chief priests heard these words. They were greatly perplexed about them. What would come of this? But someone came and reported to them, the men who you put in the prison are standing in the temple area. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Like, like, duh. This is great. These guys are really cool.
0: You know? I know,
2: They didn't back down in spite of what they just endured. They just went head on because, because God gave them the word to do it. And they were unrelent. I mean, they do not waver in their faith in him. And they do not let their circumstances hinder them. They just went forward.
1: And this is probably one of the best examples of being filled with the Holy Ghost. And... You know, God is a gentleman. He, the more you press into him, the more he presses to you.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: And you know, listen, there are some exceptions, I'm sure, you know, God can do whatever he wants, but typically he lets you be in charge of the relationship. You want to get closer to God? You want to become more filled with the Holy Spirit? Read his word. Mm -hmm. Pray. Walk in obedience to him. He will meet you.
2: Draw near to him, and he will draw near to you. Yeah.
1: So the men who were standing in the temple area now teaching, and the captain went uh, along with the officers and proceeded to bring them back without violence, for they were afraid of the people that they might be stoned. So if they came in and took, you know, uh, the apostles by force and dragged them to set an example like they're doing today. um, Mm. The people would have really risen up, which Mm -hmm. I think is what's happening today. They made the mistake, Um, but they were afraid of the people. And when they brought them to stand before the council, the high priest interrogated them saying, we gave you strict orders not to continue teaching in this name yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. So there's a whole bunch of stuff here. Mm -hmm. First thing I want to say is we gave you strict orders. Well, sorry, you're not above God. Right. Man, government cannot compel you to go against God's word and what God has told you to do. We all need to keep that in mind.
2: We are asked to obey authority. True. But there is an authority that we absolutely must obey, and that is God's authority.
1: When authority is in alignment with God's Word, we are really told to obey it. But when it goes against God's Word, we have to stand with integrity and you may even get dragged out by the officials. And that's what's that. happened. And and so the next part of this, Beulah, is uh yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and intent to bring this man's blood upon us. Now, if I remember correctly, going back to the gospels, when you know it was let the murderer go or let Jesus go. They decided to let the murderer go, and they said, "Bring in Pontius Pilate, washes his hands." And they said, "No, we'll put the bl- put the blood on us." They were saying that they asked for it, mm-hmm. so this is like, mm-hmm. you know, this is like a few months before, and now they're saying, "Oh, no, don't put that blood on me." Yeah. Hypocrites.
2: Maybe they come to some kind of realization seven. here. Is that
1: I think it's Matthew 27 where they where they ask for it. I don't have it pulled up here, but I was reading it last night.
0: Hmm.
1: So Peter, the apostle, answers, We must obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you put to death by hanging on the cross. He is the one whom God exalted to his right hand and to be prince and savior to grant repentance for Israel and forgiveness of his sins. And we are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit from God, whom has given to those who obey him. So it's like Peter's playing from his greatest hits now. Like he, his very first preach was a God-anointed preach, and it had all these elements. And so here Peter's just repeating it. Yes. And what's the lesson in that, that, that Peter's repeating this exact same message, or almost exact? is that it's the core of the gospel it's the it's the main points he he's not saying um and then the rapture will come before the tribulation and then you know uh uh, john no 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 no, no, no. it's going to come mid-tribulation they're sticking to the fundamentals of the message in which you cannot get any of these things wrong. And here's why it's important. Obviously, the cross is the pivotal point in time. Uh, The clock started ticking when, you know, time reset at that point in time, and the whole world goes by a different calendar because of it, or most of the world. But he keeps pointing out that you were the ones... Who put him to death so that's also fundamental for us to know who was it that is the persecutor of god and our faith Mm -hmm. and there's Mm -hmm. a bigger point here because you know so many times on our show on other shows Okay, well, the the Masons are doing this and the Rosicrucians are doing this and and, uh, there's Kabbalah people over here and uh, the Muslims oppose God and there's all that. But no, 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 God keeps pointing out it's the Pharisees, it's the Sadducees, it's the religious leaders of this world. And then later, as we see, it's the synagogue of Satan the Pharisees are today's modern-day synagogue of Satan. And Mm -hmm. what really, and this is just me, okay? Uh, You can disagree, that's fine. But God is constantly pointing out through his apostles here and through the story of Jesus being put to death that it's the synagogue of Satan. There's only one religion that I know of that has synagogues. Indeed. Is God telling us something really important and foundational to our faith by exposing who the enemy is?
2: Mm-hmm. It just might be.
1: Uh, yeah, someone's saying careful. Uh, <laughs> look, I'm, I'm just I'm just only repeating what the Bible's saying, and I'm giving my interpretation. I don't know if I'm right. Uh, and by the way, I love all people and I love people of all religions. I don't condemn them. In fact, I pray for them. I pray for their well-being. I pray for their families. I pray that they're fruitful. I pray that they're not evil and they turn to God. And have the same mm-hmm. salvation that I and Beulah and everyone I believe listening or most people listening have salvation in Christ. It's not a message of hate.
2: We shouldn't I, look at um, we shouldn't look at classifications, segregations, and all that. People are people. We all have the same red blood.
1: That's right. That's right. And God wants all to come that's into right. His kingdom not just some of you. He doesn't condemn because you're a different skin color or you're a, you know, you were born into a family or a tradition or a religion of a different Mm -hmm. kind. But look, with the synagogue of Satan, a lot of people say that the synagogue of Satan controls many powerful things in the world right now. Perhaps they do. Many people say that, you know, that's kind of the head of the snake. Uh, the Bible says that essentially it's the synagogue of Satan that is going to be lifting up the Antichrist at the end. It's God's words, not Jeff. Yeah. Read it for yourself, pray. And uh, and if I'm wrong, I will come. If, if, if someone gives me an argument that is Holy Spirit filled and uh, contradicts it, I promise. Uh, and with God's conviction on my heart of that to be true, I promise I will come on here and retract every word that I just said and correct it. Okay. Oh, you didn't know you were going to be in the hot seat with this one. did you? <laughs> I didn't know either. Bula. I didn't plan on saying that.
2: <laughs> we just flow. We just flow. Uh,
1: Look, we pray for the Holy Spirit to fill us and give us revelation. In fact, right before we came on air, we prayed that, uh, you know, even things that we didn't study and prepare would come out. And so I'm just, I, I move in faith, and I'm trusting God wanted me to say that and point that out.
2: Amen. Ah. Just let it flow.
1: And uh, and you are witnesses of these many things.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Amen. if the Holy
1: Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. Amen. Amen. And I'm fearful of God. I pray that I'm obeying him. And saying that. All right. So let's go down to verse 33. But when they heard this, they became infuriated and nearly decided to execute them. But a Pharisee named uh, Gamaliel who is a teacher of the law respected by all the people stood up in the council and gave orders to the men outside for a short time and said to the men of Israel be careful as what you're about to do with these guys and so remember what he's what he's doing here he's not the pharisee isn't there to protect the apostles he's there to protect the council Right? So, you know, he gives a couple examples. Hey, look, this guy came up. People followed him. Yeah, We took care of him and uh, all the people scattered. And then another guy, Judas, he pops up. Ah, we mm-hmm. took care of him. People mm-hmm. scattered. It mm-hmm. wasn't real. It wasn't God. It was a cult. But these guys, if they're from God, you're going to be not fighting them. You're fighting God. Exactly. I don't know if you want to do that.
2: Exactly. Exactly, and and I believe that uh, it was the Lord, it was the Holy Spirit that puts it in his heart to see this outcome, to see this this, this angle that the uh, rest of them are not seeing because they are so riled up in their anger. But yeah. thank God, it's like in every situation, God has, a, he is in control, he has his hand on it.
1: Yeah, and God can use those who are not His. In fact, He does. You know, uh, a donkey. Yeah, that's right, a donkey, and and even uh, Justin Castro in Canada. (laughs) You know, listen, God is moving him to do Mm -hmm. these things. Make Mm -hmm. no mistake, he's sure, sure he's controlled by the enemy, but everything is by God's permission. Everything. Is by God's permission. It's not like the devil fooled God. God is the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. There's nothing that does it. So when we see these things, and you know, even last night, Beulah, I had I I I had to confess in that prayer. Look, I've been thinking in my flesh, I want to just go and you know, pull these guys out of their houses and you know, follow some of these uh these Nazis home. And throw them a beating. Like honestly, these things are going through my head as I'm watching the videos. I was so heartbroken watching what was happening. And yet, you know, that's the wrong way to think.
2: Yeah. And I mean, we are all human. We are human. We have our emotions. And sometimes it gets the better of us when it's intense. Yeah, but at the back of my mind, for the back of our mind, our minds, we can remember that God is. Above all, like you said, you know, nothing can happen without his given permission. And also to know that whatever the enemy does, whatever Satan does, he can only operate within the boundaries that God has set for him. That's right. God is the one that's above all and beyond all. Satan is within his boundaries. Sure, he might make it look like he can do anything he wants, you know, being the, king of this earth, but he is restricted. And we are the ones in him that is seated with him in the heavenly places that we can overcome by the declaration of our mouth, the word of our testimony, and through his the power of his, his spirit, the authority that he has given unto us. So in any kind of situation that we ought not fear and tremble, I mean, there will be moments that we are stricken, but then let it move on from there and and be quick to come back to the Lord and say that, God, you are beyond or You are above and beyond. You are the Yahweh, Jehovah. You are the creator. You are the one in control. You are the one sitting in the courts of heaven, the third heaven. And above God, there is nothing else.
1: There is nothing above.
2: Yeah. So there is a limit to what they can do. And God will allow them to do pulling in the great Egyptian army.
1: And, you know, I guess when you think about in context of history and you look at World War One and World War Two, and the atrocities that happen and many people say, well, how come God would let so many people go this way? Why would, you know, but you got to remember, God looks, looks you're, you're, you're a caterpillar who's going to become a butterfly Mm -hmm. and to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And not everyone is going to end up staying there, obviously, but you know, when, when people are taken out and when a, when a young child dies, when, when all these different things, it's horrible. And it's horrible for us who remain to see these things and to witness them. But God has a much bigger plan, and I don't think anyone. Uh, let's let's go back to you know uh, uh, our examples from the first part of this chapter. You know it, it, when they when they got to heaven, and I'm assuming they did. Do you think they said, "Oh well, God, that was kind of harsh"? Come on, you no know? way. They're like, "Whoa, look at this place!" Yeah. You know. So, you know, listen. We just have to trust God. That's it.
2: That's right. right. The whole thing about about walking with the Lord is trusting Him. Even when we don't understand what we see with our eyes, we have to trust Him. Even when it is dark, we trust Him. Even when we walk through the valley, the dark valley, we trust Him. Like what uh, David says, even if I set my place, my bed in hell, in show, you are with me. Your eyes are upon me. You are thinking of me. There is nowhere that we can turn, that can that we can hide from God. Nowhere. We just have to trust Him.
1: That's it. And listen, we only got one kick at this can, so uh, yep. we got we got to make it, it, it count. Right. Salvation is is really the only thing that matters in this life. And, and don't get me wrong, raising your children that all is all important, but it's salvation for each person that is really the biggest thing, and that's why Peter keeps going back to his uh to his key lines, you know, repeating his sermon. So the uh, the Sadducees followed the advice; they called in the apostles, and they flogged them. And, and a flogging is a bad beating, okay? Like these guys, you know. Flogging again, that, that's kind of like the whips with the uh, the metal shards on them and they're ripping the skin off them. Like they, they these guys took a beating and ordered them again not to speak in the name of Jesus.
2: Yes, well. So they... Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, they, they were flogged and they were commanded, do not preach this name again.
1: And notice how it's the name. There's only one name. It's power. Listen, you guys can go on your way and, and preach Buddha all you want, you know, or, or preach, uh, you know, I don't even know all the other religions, but you, you get my point. They can do anything except for speak in the name of Jesus. Anything but speak in the name of Jesus.
0: Wow, because that's there's the only power. name.
2: Yes, that's the only name that can rock heaven and earth, below the earth, rock the universe, everything else.
1: So then we get to the my favorite part of the chapter, Beulah. Mm-hmm. So they went on their way from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they had been considered worthy to suffer shame for his name and every day in the temple and from house to house they did not stop teaching and preaching the good news of jesus as the christ so they took this massive beating and they went out singing can you imagine (laughs) these guys are walking they are wild yeah We got the yeah. take one. And, and God saw us through it. We did not break. They could not break us because of God's spirit in us. The body means nothing. It's the word of and, God that means everything. And wow, I I pray someday I'm that filled with the Holy Ghost.
2: It just comes down to this thing, you know, the, the, when we walk with him, when we walk in him, with him, we come close to him. Everything on the earth goes strangely dim. And I think that is what happened. That is the case for these guys. Everything else in this world go, has gone strangely dim for them because they are, they are so fixed on the eternal value. They are so fixed on the kingdom that they counted it for joy.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, this is really something else. This is a level. That we cannot reach by our soul or by our own strength. It has to be in the Lord, in the spirit that lifts us, walking with Him. Joy is supernatural.
1: And it is supernatural. And, and you know, I was able to talk with you a short a short while ago and get your testimony, Beulah. And you know, it's funny how you know your testimony is very different from mine, but we had one a couple things in common. God really knocked us down a few notches.
2: Oh, yeah. And, oh and, yeah.
1: and we both, you know, at the at the pit of our despair, we're able to say thank you, and then God just elevates you right back up. But you have to come in to most that of... sincere spot of, oh, man, God, I get it. I know why you did this in my life now. I, I, I'm thankful for that hard time I just went through because you've taught me, and I understand, and I have joy in it. When you have that legitimate joy in your heart and actually one day i'd like to have you on here to share your testimony because i think it's (laughs) it's a it was really really incredible and moving and a lot of people will relate to it uh if you'd be open to that uh someday
2: you you know when reading this part of the story it reminds me of one um there was a time that was many years back and and uh, i was with a group of and we were just praying um, just praying and and sitting before the Lord and he dropped this insight into my spirit that I still hold on to it to this very day he said this very simple phrase the darker the dark the brighter the light yeah and that becomes monumental for me in everything that I walk through that phrase never left me the
1: darker, the dark; the brighter, the light. And you know, why so I have one that's similar, and I'll I'll try to. It's a it's a long explanation, but I'm going to shorten it up just for time's sake. Uh, we don't like to face the darkness in our lives, and we all have darkness. And if you think about the dark as being, you know, hard times, and the light as being good times, we all have light and dark in our lives. And what happens is, is when darkness is coming upon our lives, too often we run from those situations. So if you can think about just the way the, uh, you know, the sun rises in the east and it sets in the west, if you were trying to stay in that light, you're going to be running west as fast as you can and, you know, flying or driving, but eventually the darkness is going to overtake you. You cannot outrun it. And if you're still going away from it, you're going to be in that darkness for a very long point part of time. But if you just turn around and face the darkness, go head into it, say, whatever you're throwing at me, I'm going to move on the word of God and the God's in me and I'm going to go into this thing. How much faster do you come out of that and then have a much longer extended period in the light or God's grace?
2: And also when when the dot. The darkness seems so threatening round about. Just know that when we make a decision in the Lord to overcome, His grace comes and empowers us. That grace to overcome is the brightness of the light. And brightness of the light cannot be bright without the dark. It has to be dark, then you can see the extent of the brightness. So what the Lord is saying is that, the darker the darkness round about you seems to be, the brighter my light is going to burst forth and carry you through to help you to overcome. And who can win God? Who can overcome God? Who can overcome the light?
1: Right. Darkness cannot exist when the light is there.
2: So, in this, uh, in this, in this, uh, episode that we are in the world right now with everything, all the chaos and all the darkness, do not despair. Because when you anchor in the light and you trust Him and you allow Him to fill you, it will be the brightness of the light that will outshine. It will change our perspective. It will change the way we see. It will change the way we think. We have to be in that position to allow Him to be that transparent prison and say, Lord, fill me with your love light. Light comes with revelation too. When light shines, it exposes, it, it reveals things. So fill me with your light, Lord, so that I can see with your perspective, I can see with your eyes, and I can understand with your mind. And when he comes in that, he allows you to tune to his perspective and to his understanding. And then, therefore, you have that hope that light shines, that hope. Even when everything else is contrary to what that hope is. Faith comes by hearing, hearing first, in the word of God. And faith is, is an evidence of things unseen. So when we are in that hope, we can see what the eyes cannot see. But with the eyes of hope, we journey by faith into it, hanging on to it, believing it, proclaiming it. And then it manifests
1: and i think of the people who were on the front lines yesterday being run over by horses and you know you you hear the audio people are saying no god has given me these things and i'm not backing down they didn't fight back they didn't swing they didn't they stood there and they got flogged quite honestly but i think they counted it as joy many of them they counted it as joy and, and some of them don't even know Christ, but they know what's right and what's wrong. So they have it in them. And, Pula, I, I, I didn't ask you to do this uh, ahead of time, but I just feel that maybe you can lead someone in the sinner's prayer today, someone who doesn't know Christ. W- would you be willing to do that? My pleasure.
0: Well, We hope
2: that what we, are, we have shared today on this broadcast will touch your heart. And if you are out there and you hear this and you want to receive that hope, that light of hope into your heart, into your life, all you have to do is to invite our Lord Jesus into your heart and to be your personal Lord and Savior. It is not the formation of words. It is the intent of the heart. But if you would like to be led, Just repeat this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending Jesus on the cross for me. I thank you that you, Lord Jesus, have given your body, your blood, and your life for me so that I can receive your hope, I can receive your life, and I can receive your deliverance. In Jesus' name, I give to you all the sins in my life. I give to you all the darkness in my life. And I receive your healing, your health, that you have given for me. Lord Jesus, be my Lord, be my Savior, be my Redeemer. Be my friend, be my hope, be my light, be my life. Restore me to the love of the Father. I receive now this miracle that you have done for me. I am now a child of God. I am restored back to the heavenly father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus name, I
1: pray. Amen. And if you said that prayer, please reach out to us. Let us know, Uh, join our community. And by the way, if you you said that prayer uh, today and you said it last night with Eric, even look, it's okay. Uh, I've said it more than once in my life, but reach out to us you need uh, look we're we're an online uh group where I wish I could reach out and give you a hug right now if you just said that prayer uh and maybe you're close to me maybe we can but someone wants to give you a hug and you know we'd have a whole community of really great people who want to embrace you and what's unique about joining this community uh, of not only saved but even within the right on radio communities you have a whole bunch of people you can talk to about things that you can't talk to the people who are your neighbors quite often and your family and you know you've been finding out things and you've realizing that things aren't right in the world and now all of a sudden you've got a whole bunch of people who understand and and who are willing to answer questions if you're new who are willing to help you grow and uh and we so we've got a prayers channel where, you know, you can say, listen, I I just got saved, but my husband isn't saved. And so you want to go on that prayers channel and say, listen, I just, I just got saved, but man, can we pray my husband into this because I really love him and I want to go together with him or your wife or whoever it is. But we have a prayer channel. We have a chat channel. We have a a digs channel, which is just, you know, uh, intelligence. And we have our main curated channels. Uh, we also have our prayer groups with, uh, which is led by Beulah and Shiloh on Saturday night. Uh, we have our Saturday night sermons. We have a lot of resources to help you grow in the Lord and mature. And if you are brand new, look, at uh, I think God's going to pour his spirit out on you faster. You're going to grow faster. You're going to learn faster than probably uh, for the last uh, 1900 years or so. Uh, I really think that the when we're reading the book of Acts, it's because God is about to do something. Uh, like what he is doing in this book uh, again, because we see the church being rebirthed. Oh, your your microphone cut out, Beulah.
2: Oh, can you hear me?
1: Yeah, now I can, yes.
2: Ah, oh, technology, you know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, this was fun, and what an absolute honor. Thank you for coming on And short notice. Thank you for
2: having me, Jeff.
1: And, uh, your, your second Sunday that you've been here and, uh, <laughs> it's, it's been great. And, uh, you, you really are part of our family now and you're a trusted member of our family. And that means so much to me. And, uh, I pray blessings on your, your family as well, Beulah and, and Shiloh for everything that she has been doing, because it's not easy running that, uh, running that prayer group and the preparation that you guys do and, and everything else to really be right in the spirit. Um, I know how seriously you take it and, and, uh, and, and particularly I want to say to the North Americans, because from Singapore, uh, the culture is much more brash. Let me say much more, no, it's this way, (laughs) you know, it's a, it's the, the line is not as fluid as it is in Mm -hmm. our culture. And, uh, and I think that's part of the reason why God has chosen you guys to lead that prayer. It's because it's no, 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 we're, we're going to do this right. And you have been, so God bless you. And thanks again to Eric for doing the broadcast yesterday, but mostly thank you for being here with us, being part of the right on radio family. Uh, We don't say it often enough, but honestly, we do love you. We do pray for each and every one of you. We pray for your, your health. We pray for your families. We pray for your strength, and we even pray for your provision. Uh, Those are our common prayers for everyone in the audience. So know that we are praying for you. And sometimes, you know, it's obviously a group prayer that we do, but sometimes it's very individual as things come up. Uh, So God bless each and every one of you. Thank you once again for being here. Remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor, and...
2: Make a difference
1: in your community amen
2: and bless you all